Thank you for listening to The Luminous Mind. Remember to subscribe to our free podcast so you won't miss any of our illuminating content. Here is episode 221. This real love and fascination for life that I think like real learning can really give a person. It can give them that excitement and that love of life. It can give them passion. Benjamin Franklin once said, Do not curse the darkness, rather light a candle instead. If you are ready to set your mind on fire, then prepare yourself for the Luminous Mind with your host, Rebecca Bowman. All right, welcome everybody to the Journey of the Entrepreneur podcast today. I'm here with my new friend, Rebecca, and we are excited, Hello. excited, because she, this Super is her excited. first time doing a podcast live. Yeah, I've never right? done a podcast live. Right? Welcome so. to the new world of authenticity. There's no, there's no filters that here, my really friend. really is not, yeah. What <laughs> you get what, is what you get, right? That's what I, I said. Well, I do what I do. I love podcasting because I can do it in my pajamas, but <laughs> I guess it's a good thing that... I got showered today. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, listen, we all know that our journey of being an entrepreneur is quite complex in some areas and it's quite simple in other areas. And really the purpose of this podcast, as you guys know, is to help you put together the pieces of the puzzle that can really help create that beautiful entrepreneurial picture of where you're going, what you're doing. And oftentimes, especially in the world of entrepreneurship, we start with the picture in mind and then we get handed the pieces of the puzzle, oh, and then somebody takes the picture away. <laughs> we're like, oh, crap, where do I go? What do I do? So in today's podcast, I mean, we're going to talk to um, Rebecca. She actually has her own podcast, and maybe you can share with us a little bit about that, and also share with us more about, um, you know, what is it that, that, that engages, what, what is it that helps you in your mind, like, create content around podcasts, and... More importantly, how can you best serve our entrepreneurs that listen to our Journey of the Entrepreneur podcast every week? Um, okay. And then tell us a little bit about your journey. So start with your journey. Okay. That's tell us awesome. about how we got connected and why <laughs> we're here and what we're talking about. Yeah, and well. Then tell us yeah. a little bit more about your backstory, like where you come from. So okay. Well, I got connected through a mutual friend of ours. I actually am part of the Veranda, which is a women's business group. And I was connected with an associate of yours. And she told me about your podcast. I'm like, oh, this sounds awesome. I'd love to be on your podcast and talk about kind of my journey of what I'm doing. And I actually didn't plan on being an entrepreneur. That just kind of came with what I'm doing. Um, and I just that just started because I really love podcasts. And one day I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts and, you know, the podcast guru, uh, guru of John Lee Dumas was on and he was talking about how he had built this six figure income from podcasting. And it wasn't really that per se, as much as the fact that I'd always had in the back of my mind, like, oh, I'd love to, I'm just a person who likes to pontificate her ideas, <laughs> you know, yeah, and talk yeah, yeah. about things. And stuff, and I was looking at his format, and like I could totally do this kind of wrapped around the whole because um, I'm a homeschooler, and so I wanted to do a podcast to inspire other homeschools, uh, other homeschoolers. So I wanted to meet these ordinary homeschoolers and kind of give this inspiration to homeschoolers like you can do it, and these are myths, and you know, these things that we're struggling with are things that we can get through. 
And of course, the podcast kind of shifted because you just can't get ordinary people just don't think that they're amazing. And so I was finding that I was actually, yeah, they're homeschoolers, but they have some sort of business that they're doing, you know, on top of that. And so it was just, I, I think I do a lot of promotion more than anything, but I have learned a ton. And it was fact, um, I started podcasting, I did three episodes a week, which we talked about before we started recording was an absolute killer. It almost drove me insane. Um, and I realized that as much as I love, I mean, because I was learning a ton and I was kind of growing my own business and it was really helpful for me that my husband and I decided we were just going to kind of reduce it, but I've kept it going. It's been three years of this. And like I said, podcasting kind of does build a business because you end up kind of creating your own business format and what you're about and and who you are and what your mission is. And I really feel like because of that, it has changed who I am. And now my shift is, is changing quite a bit. In fact, this year I'm going to do quite a bit of different things um, uh, as I, in, you know, move my podcast forward. Um, it is an educational podcast. And so one of the things that I found, you know, as I'm talking to homeschoolers, my questions and things that I wanted to know really shifted to questions like, you know, of course, I want to hear their background story and stuff. But the thing that I've kept is how has your paradigm shifted over time and with experience, mm -hmm. which applies to everybody. Everybody's learned something and they've grown some way. And that's really the direction I want to go. Um, my, my paradigm shift came with homeschooling, but it has moved into so many different things. And it all began with how do I ignite this learning? You know, I talk about like, lighting minds on fire and just this, this real love and fascination for life that I think like real learning can really give a person. They can give them that excitement and that love of life. It can give them passion and all of those things. And so hopefully, you know, as we talk, we can talk about um, kind of some of those personal development things that yes. I've learned and then also how people can continue to educate themselves. Well, I love that. It's a great lead into uh, to this podcast specifically because I just came home from a retreat this last weekend and we were talking about, I was, I actually had the chance to sit down with a guy by the name of Roddy Chong. I don't know if you know that name. I don't. <laughs> one violinist in the world. He performs oh, cool. with Shania Twain. Oh, cool. Um, Dion. He's, yeah. he's performed with a lot of the most amazing performers that have been all, on stages all over the world and he's been with them. And the other person I got a chance to sit down and just have a conversation with in, in a very small group was a guy by the name of Tim Grover. And Tim Grover, from a mindset perspective, was the mastermind, the brains behind Michael Jordan, Dwayne Wade, Kobe Bryant. Oh, cool. Matter of fact, he had a, he had a Kobe Bryant championship LA, LA uh, Lakers ring that Kobe gave to him, one of his many. Uh, but, but to get in the minds of entrepreneurs is an extremely powerful thing. And my yeah. friend, Danielle Delgado, who actually put this uh, life intended live or this life intended uh, event on, she said something to me and I want to dive in and talk to this, talk with you about this. Um, she said to me, you know, you have to be the one that your results require. Be the one that your results require. Meaning if you really want to have big goals and big dreams in your life, you have to become that person. And you've experienced this, I'm sure. And I want to dive into it more with you, but you've experienced that as part of you're talking about education and learning, the more we learn, 
the more our capacity to learn increases. Tell me a little bit about that and what you've seen yeah. as you've interviewed entrepreneurs and other people, other, other individuals in your line of, of podcasting. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you know, like I said, I started with homeschooling and homeschooling really dovetails really nicely with entrepreneurship. And one of my friends has written a great blog and it's called Five Ways Homeschooling is Like Entrepreneurship. Hmm. And basically um, what happens in homeschooling, um, the successful homeschooling, I should say, there are a lot of people that homeschool and then they pull their kids out. But it really comes down to you are learning for yourself. You're not like sitting in front of a teacher necessarily, but it's something you have chosen for yourself and you have, you have selected the teachers because that's another big myth that people that homeschool themselves are, you know, they're just at home learning their own thing or their mom's teaching them, which is totally untrue. They usually have a list of mentors that they've selected and they are just a self-directed learner. You know, they're taking that, that thing and really driving that education. And so... I would think that that's really what I've learned with podcasting and doing what I'm doing with my own business is that um, I really feel like how education fits with um, entrepreneurship is it is a lot like homeschooling in a lot of ways. I mean, mm -hmm. we are required. I feel like everything that we um, learn um, ends up like moving our, um, our passions and our intentions and our, um, businesses forward. Does that yeah. make sense? Like, yeah, um, and, and in the homeschooling realm, we have a term called de-schooling. And I really, it really is a, it, all it basically is, is basically in mind shift, uh, mind shift change, you know, where you go from like someone directing your education to you have to call the shots, you know, you're the one that has to make the decisions. And I think that's like really one of the hardest parts about being an entrepreneur is that we feel like there's like this perfect path of what we should do. And that's kind of how it parallels with schooling, you know, like this perfect way for you to be successful. But what we learn as we de-school is that there's no perfect path and we all have our own path. We pick our, we select our own mentors and people who want to move us forward in that way. I mean, that's kind of, like I said, with the, with the homeschooling unschooling thing is that, we select our own mentors. Does that answer your yeah, question? Yeah, yeah. So let um, me ask you a follow-up question because I've always been super intrigued with this concept of homeschooling. Uh, my wife is an educator, so okay. she, she teaches in schools. And I have no, literally, I, I don't really have any opinion one way or another. Yeah. Um, I've learned <laughs> so many cool things about homeschooling and, and the, the value that it brings to young children in different circumstances, situations. I do know one of the biggest kind of areas of pushback for a lot of parents when it comes to homeschooling is the idea of the social yeah. interaction, the social engagement. I'm sure you've had this conversation on oh, your yeah. podcast many times, right? <laughs> yeah. what, let's talk psychology a little bit behind that. You know, I, I am fully on board with the idea, especially of, you know, self-learning because I think that traditional education in a lot of ways fixates the mind to become an employee and not an entrepreneur, yeah. right? Yeah. It, it, it sticks you in a classroom and says with 27 other people, just do your work, be quiet, do what I say. It's very yeah. strict in nature, which I'm okay with to some extent, but at the same time, I want, you know, my kids to be able to create. And, and I think that, you know, in my world, one of the reasons that we love both the idea of homeschooling plus the other elements of, 
of school is the sheer fact that we spend a lot of time with our kids, teaching them to be entrepreneurs and, and give them opportunities. Matter of fact, on episode, I think 14 or 15, my oldest daughter was up my guest on my podcast. And she talked about being the daughter of an entrepreneur and what that looks like. And she shared with us like all the cool things that she's learned that I had no idea that she was learning from a third party perspective. Yeah. Right? So I think this, I think that the, 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 the social element and, and people that I've seen, parents that I've seen that are homeschooling their children, it seems to me like there's a little bit of a stigma towards that. And as a result, kids are left out, which I think is absolutely horrible. Yeah. Kids are left out because they're not involved in the social environment at school. And so they feel like they don't get to associate themselves as closely with other children. And, and so tell me a little bit about that. And how does yeah. that apply to entrepreneurship? Yeah. So first of all, socialization was one of those questions that I had in there that I tossed out because I realized like most people that have done this for more than 20 minutes realizes what a huge myth that is. And that's a very sad myth, I think. Um, now with socialization, it looks very different for a homeschool kid than it might for a public school kid. Sure. So we might feel sorry for that homeschool kid because he's not hanging out with his buddies all day. But there are a lot of ways that, um, that socialization is, is an actual improvement over the school setting. One of them is called multi-age learning. And I don't know if you know much about that, but Peter Gray has done a lot of work on multi-age learning and how, how amazing it is for young people. And that's basically like people that homeschool, they actually can get along and hang out with people that are way older than them or way younger than them because they're out in life. They're doing a lot of the everyday stuff. I mean, not only are they picking and choosing their mentors and who teaches them, which is a multifaceted, you know, dimension all of it safe, uh, self that can, can create, you know, opportunities to learn from older plus younger people. But they also interact and they have great relationships with kids that are younger and older. So mm -hmm. that does a lot of things for their education. Absolutely. And if they're learning from people that are way older and, and being able to understand them. And my kids didn't, couldn't fit in very well with their peers, especially kids that went to public school because they didn't understand this concept of how they were getting their socialization, you know. Yeah, they would, and their, their mindsets were much higher because they had been working with adults and then also like the very young, like I said, it's like the old, the, it's like the one room schoolhouse, like where you were in a classroom and you were learning, but there were kids there of different ages and, and span, you know, uh, that spanned a lot of different ages. So you were always like learning stuff, like you're kind of getting like, wow, this is what I'm going to be learning. But then there's from the younger kids, you're getting that review and you're learning from them. And it kind of helps like foster this really awesome like psychological thing of this just rotating learning where you're always getting something new but yet old information is always being reviewed yeah and and one of the other things that's a huge myth is that most people that do homeschool are part of some sort of co-op and now those co-ops look much different than public school i mean my kids attend classes with a with a varying age of students mostly because um well, we like that. We're used to having our kids around. So, you know, parents of all kinds of demographics are hanging out with our kids and we're learning a lot from each other. It's like a really great um, parenting group, you know, where you can, it's kind of like the old days of like how, you know, you used to show up on your door, your, the doorstep of your neighbor and they used to, you know, you were like one of their kids and yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. 
they yeah. help discipline you and they help teach you things and they, and that's what kind of the the homeschooling like world looks like you know like I think it's much different especially now with the internet you know we have access like that where kids are online and they're meeting people there's a lot of groups there's tons of people doing it I mean just here in our little town of Idaho Falls um, there's several groups that have split off and most of those groups have 160 families. Mm -hmm. So you think about families and how many kids and that's like hundreds of thousands of kids. And I really think that that likens us to be great entrepreneurs in the fact that we are always out searching for wonderful mentors. And like you said, you went to retreats and you went to different things like that. That comes very natural for a homeschooler to seek out their mentors, to go and and find, you know, um, those groups. And that was one, one place that I really struggled because I'm, I wasn't homeschooled, you know, even though I've been doing it and I had to de-school myself in the fact that I've got to join some of these groups. I have to reach out and find mentors that can help me through this journey. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think there's a, I think there's pros and cons to everything, right? I think we yeah. all have different interaction and, and quite honestly, one of the, the pros that I feel about it, you know, the world of education in general is the sheer fact that, you know, they, I, I honestly don't believe that my kids get the best education in the world, but they get exposure to all sorts of different um, socioeconomic statuses. They get, they get a lot yeah. of exposure to all sorts of different type of people, different races, religions, yeah. you know, things of that nature, which I'm, I'm extremely passionate about because you and I both know, right? When you get out into the real world, it's uh -huh. nothing like our childhood. It yeah. should be. But in a lot of cases, it's not because we try to protect our children as much as we possibly can and hold them in their little bubble because we don't want them to grow up. Yeah. And then they grow up and it's like, oh, I hope I taught you enough to really get into the real world and to function as a, as a real adult. And I think a lot, a lot of times in the world of entrepreneurship, we do the same thing, right? We yeah. never really taught how to be an entrepreneur. So when we begin, it's like we're like a little kid, like, okay, give me everything that I need. Okay, now I've got a little information and okay, let me test this and see if this works and experience it. And then it fails. And then it's like, okay, well, who do I know? And, and we all know one of the most important impactful thing about growing a business is connecting and networking and creating yeah. relationships and masterminds and groups. And, and like you said, and I, I love what you're talking about as far as having these families get together. And I think yeah. we entrepreneurs and, and especially in the context of entrepreneurship, we have to. Like yeah. you have to be part of a group. If you're trying to trying to cowboy this thing like the old days or cowgirl in case, yeah. right? It <laughs> just doesn't work. It limits our ability to dream, to think, to to challenge ourselves. Well, and because I podcast and all of my stuff is online and I'm not interacting with people, that's where I found the networking thing to be so amazing mm -hmm. because I feel, I feel very lonely a lot of times. I mean, I can't be really transparent all the time with, you know, people that I interview, even though I've built great relationships and stuff. And so that's why I like getting in, in like a business group where we're able to just like really be transparent with, um, you know, the things that we're struggling with, the ways we want to grow, where we're feeling stuck, what's broken in our business, those types of things really um, kind of really help to propel us forward. And that's what kind of what I was saying about homeschool is that, you know, we weren't, you're not put in a group that's going to be perfect for you. You know, like we stick the kid in school, it builds this natural network. You have to be very proactive in getting out there and finding that group that can yeah. do that for you. 
Yeah, that's awesome. It was interesting when I was talking to T- Tim Grover, who is the psychologist behind or the, the personal development coach behind, you know, some of the best, Kobe Bryant, like I mentioned before. One thing he said to me was super interesting. He said, when you expect greatness, you stand alone in a lot of cases. It's mm-hmm. lonely, like you said, because, yeah. you know, people may not understand the way you think. And I find in my life, my wife and I were talking about this the other day, we're like, I don't have a lot of like really great friends. I've got a lot of good friends that I, that I really appreciate their relationship. But as far as like hanging out every day and, and shooting the breeze with, I don't have a lot of friends that way because I don't think they understand me here. Yeah. Like, I want so much more in my life and to see, surround myself with people that want to have that same amount of passion and dreams towards it. There's just not that many. And he said, what you need to do is not surround yourself with friends. You surround yourself with allies. Yeah. And mentors. And yeah. mentors. I don't know and, if that's the same. Yeah, thing. yeah, it's the same context, right? You find those people in your life that become allies with you and become co- you know, cheerleaders, if you will, that, that you're moving in the same direction of and you make those connections. And now it really changes the paradigm around your life. It changes yeah everything because now right you're not in a place where you have to beg to to get attention you're in a place that demands attention and that attention comes to you in the form of you know all the like you know the psychology behind it right the law of attraction and attraction yeah. marketing and the five most important or the five people you hang around or what's the quote How yeah, does it yeah. Go? you're you're a product of the five people you five spend people the most you time with time with yeah and if you're living in if you're living amongst giants and engaging with those giants then they're going to force you to become better yeah. They're going to force you to go bigger and grow and grow more and, and have bigger experiences and share more. I mean, it's, it's such a powerful thing. And I think what you're talking about is the cool thing about homeschooling is it gives you, it gives your, your children the ability to think differently going into life, which can have a can huge impact them. on their life long term, right? Yeah. Which and helps them propel towards entrepreneurship. I, th- I really feel like entrepreneurship is, it can be our second education in the yeah. fact that we can take a lot of the stuff that we learned and we can apply it. Another great reason why I love entrepreneurship is that the fact of failure. And that's how it is different from school. Yes. In that we were always trying to be like 100% on top of it. You know, we had to have uh, the perfect grades and all the test scores and stuff like that. Entrepreneurship, you only learn from failure. And that's, I've, so as I've changed and I flex, I've actually, um, I was talking to a friend of mine and, and they were talking about how he works with Praxis, which is a, it's an apprenticeship type of, like if, if college isn't for you, but you kind of want to yep. kind of go on. I don't know if you've heard of Praxis. I have, yep. Yeah, and his name was Zach Slayback, but he was talking about how he just thinks it's sad that so many people come out of school not understanding how to learn. And really, that's where I realized my whole idea of paradigm shifting was so critical. I say, you know, homeschooling was the, it was the catalyst for me to change my paradigm because I think we come out and we have like these blocks of how we think things should be and we're going along and we're living life the way we've always been told. All of a sudden I did something totally different and off the wall, but that made me look at everything differently. Like that made me change my political views. It made me change, you know, I even question my religious things. It it made me look at people different. I became much more empathetic um, to their situations and stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that paradigm shift, and that's where part of my, um, my, where I'm shifting now is, 
you know, I do want to teach people how to learn, not just to pass the test, but to really create this really spark that invigorates our mind and just lights it on fire mm -hmm. where we understand where our passion is and our mission is and it helps move us forward to that. And I, that's where I see the connection to entrepreneurship. I think it fits great with my seventh step, which is to turn around and teach or to apply yes. or, you know, something like that because you're never going to learn unless you put those, those things that you've learned into action. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I totally get it. And, and the cool thing about what you're saying is we, and I've heard this so often from some of the top thought leaders in the world, the reality is we don't, we don't tap into a, I mean, we tap into only a small percentage of our capacity to think and to yeah. go big and to think big and to expand. And, and, I, and I think you're right. I think a lot of times when you look at public education, again, my wife and I have had this conversation multiple times because she's an educator. Well, I don't want to cut on public education. No, not at all. For things I've learned, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. And I'm, and I'm not saying that because I think, I think everything has its place in the world, right? I think mm -hmm. one of the things that I love about public education is the sheer fact that there's, in a lot of cases, there, you know, there are parents out there that don't spend time with their children. And yeah. so they need some sort of social experiment where they can learn how to adapt because when they go home, they don't get any in your interaction whatsoever. And if they yeah. didn't have that, I mean, most of those children, if there was only homeschooling, probably wouldn't gain the education. You go back to the, the 30s, 40s, and 50s when they couldn't, you know, even 20s when they didn't go to school, they just learned and, and grew. And, and I know, however, that some of the most intellectual people like Abraham Lincoln came from self-taught, right? Yeah. He didn't yeah. go, he went to school for only a certain number of years and then he self-taught himself. And, and that's a brilliant thing and it's a brilliant purpose. And I think, I think as, so whether you're looking at this as, you know, my parents are, or my, my, my children are homeschooled, I'm teaching them to think bigger or even in the capacity of people, children that are going to school, I yeah. think we as parents, it's our job one way or another to teach them how to think bigger. Yeah, it really, that's, that's where my, my course that I'm trying to move to, I'm, I'm starting out with an ebook to help do the platform, Good. Good. but really is to teach people how to learn because that was one thing too. Like I said, Jack, say slayback. It didn't matter where you came from and what education you did. And my kids actually do like attend a public school, but they're online schools. And one of the things that I would love to see a way that I'd love to see education move and our district here does an awesome job of that because I've had my kids use several of their online programs is that they really want to focus on where the kids interest. And that's really number one. I think like we have to start asking questions. Like I just recently interviewed somebody and he owns a business called what if, and he says people are even scared to ask that question. What if this, and, and it can be outlandish things, but that really helps us be innovative and creative yes. Yes. when we can ask those questions. But one of the things I think is key is that we are asking questions of our own free will. We are asking, we're not told to ask these questions. We're not yes. controlled. And that's one thing that does scare me about homeschooling. I do feel like there's a lot of parents that might want to homeschool just to protect their children. Yes. The vast majority that I do see though, like in the groups that I am, they want their kids to expand their mind, to ask those questions. Yeah. And that's what I think is really important is to keep that free will motivation because then it keeps the learner excited to keep learning. Yeah. Before we go on, please listen to this message. 
If you enjoy this content, you can help us with as little or as much as you'd like over at patreon.com backslash the luminous mind. These funds help us to continue to produce illuminating content with the needed equipment and resources to spread the message of changing the educational paradigm. We appreciate all the ways our listeners help us continue this effort through patreon.com backslash the luminous mind by expanding exclusive content, giving away gifts, and giving patrons first seen products on patreon.com backslash the luminous mind. of my interview with the journey of the entrepreneur changing your paradigm you know it's interesting i would love to see some sort of course curriculum integrated into elementary junior high and high school whether it's online or in traditional schools of a of a personal motivation type course that was you know maybe five or ten or fifteen minutes one thing that we've done with my children this year we set a goal actually started last year is every time you know every day on our way to school we do a little bit of religious study we'll do five or ten minutes of listening to some bible story or other religious that we belong belong to specifically but then what we always do is i give them the choice and i said i'd love for you to go and find a a quick little motivational video on youtube yeah and let's spend five or ten minutes on our drive just listening to it and see what you capture from that i just believe that 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 we are our minds are like a bank account right yeah. And the more deposits we connect, the more powerful impact we connect in their minds. At some point, I'm not sure when that is, but at some point they'll learn something from that that will challenge them to become better, will challenge them to live yeah. bigger. Because I, I strongly believe my, my, my personal belief in God, and I actually talk about that a lot in these podcasts, is I personally believe in God is he's given us so many things that we're responsible for Mm-hmm. we are the ones that usually never live up to the capacity that he needs us to live in order for him to accomplish his will in our lives here. Yeah. Right. And to expound on what you're saying, I, I believe that I mean, part of my religious feeling is that we all came with a mission and a purpose. We were not meant to come here and work for somebody else, which is great. I mean, if you find your service, the way that you can serve others by doing something for somebody else, and that is your passion and your mission, go for it. But I really believe that a lot of us are here to fulfill our own mission and our passion, especially right. at this time of our of our lives, when you can get your mission and your passion out there to other people. I think it's critical. I really want to applaud you for what you're doing for your children too, because that is the number one step that you're you're caring enough about your kids to ask some questions. That is another thing that I problem that I see with some of our education is that we we want to discriminate children. They're the last known discrimination in the fact that we want them, we send them to a place, we tell them what to do, and we don't want to hear any feedback from them at all. But that helps expand their learning. You know, when they're able to give us like what are what they care about, the stories that they love. I mean, that helps them have their learning. And that that's another thing I'd love to do is to help parents foster that in their homes because there's not enough of that you know we just want to tell kids what to do 
and not help them like realize you have that inside of you. We as parents need to help you pull that out, you know, that it comes out with you and that mission that you, we can help you find it type of thing. Well, and and it often speaks in the Bible, right? Train up a child in the way he will go. And then when he's out, you know, he's, and and I'm paraphrasing this, obviously, but when he's out there, then he'll be prepared. And if we don't prepare them to be a successful person in the world, in this world, like you said, I think we're also destined for greatness. I think there's things that we can accomplish. You know, I go back often to the idea of the talents, right? I had this epiphany a few years back and I really love that parable when Christ talks about these talents and he says, you know, to some it was given five, to some it was given three and another person was given one. But there's a phrase in there that I think we often overlook and it says, according to their several ability. Mm -hmm. And that phrase right there helps me understand that it's preparation that's the key component to to being talents given to us. There are things that we have to prepare for before God or, or some person gives us the ability to really grow and become something more. And we'll, we will be given according to that preparation that we put into this life. So if I'm not training my children to become big thinkers and to become, you know, good human beings and, and care for people and be grateful for things that they have in their life, then what's going to happen is they might be that one talent person that because of their limiting beliefs and their limiting abilities, they're just going to take those and not have enough confidence in themselves that they're going to bury that talent instead of yeah. really taking it out to the world. And I've just found so many times in my life that when I see that, when I, that, that, that has really brought a whole new meaning in my life that I have to always be preparing, whether it's spiritually, physically, mentally, uh, professionally, I always have to be preparing. And, and one of the reasons I love this journey of the entrepreneur podcast is I meet so many amazing people that helped me in my journey of becoming more prepared and then sharing that with those people that mean the most to me to help them really become and fulfill their greatness in this world. I, you know, yeah. one of the, it, it's funny because one of my favorite things about coaching the youth, I have a five-year-old and a nine-year-old and 11-year-old and I get the chance to coach all of them at different, in different sports. And the number one thing that I teach them is I don't care whether we win or lose. I want you to win and I want you to have a desire to win, but I want you to give me your best effort every single time you step on the court, every single time you step on the baseball field, because if you don't, then you're living under your capacity. I'm not okay with that. Come win or lose. You're going to lose so many times in your life and you're going to win so many times in your life. But if you give it your best, then at the end of the day, you can say, I did everything that I thought I could do in order to win. And I'm, and I'm cool with that. I'm totally cool yeah. with that. Well, and that goes with our entrepreneurial thing. And that's kind of what I was talking about, like with getting the perfect grades is that we want to really um, model that to kids that like yeah. you give it your best and you don't care. Like I, that's how I raise my kids. And sometimes the administrator's like, what are you saying that grades don't matter? And I'm like, I want to, I want to know that they love what they're doing and they're working their hardest and that they see that failure. They see that where they missed whatever as a chance, as an opportunity to go back and to continue learning. And I love what you're talking about with the talents and, and being the person, being the parent that helps to set that model. If you've homeschooled for five minutes, more than five minutes, you understand that the first line of learning comes to you that yes. you set that model, that you can't tell your kids, oh, you go do this, and then you sit down and, and play on Facebook type of thing. That's exactly right. I, I guess that's what I think is so cool about my podcast is that I model that for my kids. I modeled like, 
you know, getting out there, building the community, you know, yeah. having a passion of my own. And then it's helped them like, well, what would I want to do? You know, and I love how you're using your entrepreneurship to teach your kids too about the passions that they have in their life. And you're not just sitting on the sofa, you know, coming home from, not that that's a, a big deal, but that you're showing you're giving it your all too. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. interesting. I've big difference. I've, I've found, you know, with this podcast, and I'm sure as you have interviewing a lot of different people, is we all have a different place we come from, mm -hmm. but we can all end in the same place if we are all of the same mindset. Yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 and I don't measure success as monetary. You know, some people's success yeah. is having options in their life. Other people's success is seeing a cause move forward, even if they're spending all their time and energy with no financial reward to it. Other people see success as the way they raise their children. And some people really do su success or identify and qualify success as how much money you make. And we all have a different interpretation of what yeah, success yeah, looks yeah. like. But I think we know, and I'm not that old, but I see the, the rising generation and I see disconnect. I see kids that I hope, and, and I like to try to do something about it, but I see kids that hope that life will be good when they get around to it. But I also see parents that are totally disconnected from their own children and from their yeah. life because of social media. And that's my world, right? I'm, a, yeah. I'm happy when people spend time on social media because it drives revenue for the companies that I represent. But that being said, you know, I, we, we, have to, we have to, as entrepreneurs, we, sometimes we get so tied up in what we are doing, what we're focusing on that we forget. We forget about our children and we have to take them on this journey with us yeah. instead of disconnecting them from our journey. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, and I love, there's several things that I love about what you're talking about, but one of them is that we, um, is that disconnection. Um, you know, a lot of people complain about millennials and kind of go, go to the things that I love about them. And I have learned, the lesson that I've learned from them more is I grew up in the era of like, it was kind of a consumerism thing. Like you showed your success by the size of house you had and you showed your success by, you know, how much money you had. And one of the things that I've learned from millennials and especially like people that I interview, um, I interview a lot of people that called world schoolers too. What got my husband and I into this, like, wow, we want to do that. We want to take our kids and go do those things. Then when I came back to my big house, all of a sudden I'm like, I want to be like a millennial and have care more about experiences yes. than I do about things. And that's, that was another place where I challenged my assumptions, I guess, where I was like, you know what, if I'm not happy, cause I really didn't feel happy. Like my house was like, I had five bathrooms that I had to clean you know, I had all this stuff. And I was thinking, I want those experiences. <laughs> and I think that's, that as an entrepreneur, we have to be able to define success and we can't let the world define that success for us. And if, yeah. if my success, if it doesn't mean that I'm successful because I have a big house, what I feel like is successful is that I have those experiences. And I think that's, that's another way my husband and I have shifted our mindset and changed our paradigm. Um, well, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So you know, they say that, they you say, said, yeah, you know, they say that it's not the moments that take, it's not the moments of breaths you take but it's the moments in life that take your breath away. And yeah. that's really what makes everything happen, right? Exactly. And I, sure. I love that. I love that concept. And it is, it's about experience. As a matter of fact, I like to go to, to, to a, a, a therapist, not because 
you know, I don't think going to therapy is a bad thing. I have a guy that I go to that I, it was probably a couple of years ago. And he said, you know, what's interesting. And one thing that I would highly recommend that you learn how to do is find moments of what they call Satori. You heard that phrase before? I have not heard that. So it's a moment, he said, it's a moment where you're looking your child in the eyes and you're, you're staring beyond the superficial and getting into their souls. He said, your children need moments of Satori every single day to know that you're present in their lives. Mm. Not just, hey, how are you? What are you doing? But really look them in the eyes and, and look through them so they feel it, right? And he said, if you have those moments of Satori, it doesn't matter if you spend five hours with your child. You can spend 10 seconds with your child in that moment of Satori and they feel like you spent the world with them. Yeah. Well, and the, the people, the entrepreneurs that I know really do know how to connect with people. That was another thing. Uh, recently, I did a podcast on, it was called um, Humility is the New Smart. Mm -hmm. And she basically talked about how in the age of all of our smart machines, one of the things that will make a big difference is people that know how to make those connections. And I really think about it. We have a really great friend and he talks to you and you feel like um, you're the only person in the world. Yeah. And I think that is something that we're losing, but the people who learn how to make those connections with you in your, or, or you learn how to do that with other people. And yeah, we use social media and stuff like that, but we really make those connections. Those will be the entrepreneurs and the business people that will survive. Yeah. And that really is true. And that's, and that's another thing that we need to teach our children is that like connection. And a lot of it, like I said, I'm, I'm just finding that, the more I learn, it's all starts introspectively. Like you're going to have an awesome business if you fix the crap inside yourself. You know what I mean? You're going to be work. a person of value if you fix you and you make yourself a person of value. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I need to introduce you to yeah. my friend. This is my friend, Danelle. She, she put together this book. It's called I Choose Joy. No, it's backwards. But in the book, every single day, it's just a grateful journal. Here are the 10 things that I'm grateful for today. Here's here are the three things I'm going to focus on today and I'm ready to implement. And this is what I learned today. So I, you know, as part of that, like you were saying, one finding, finding moments of appreciation and humility. I think, I think humility and gratitude are probably very close yeah. intertwined. And that's why I love this. Her whole context is I choose joy by finding those things every single day that I'm grateful for. And those things really bring my life uh, joy, right? Joy, yeah. joy is different than happiness. Joy is a fulfillment. It's a, it's a deep rooted, like emotional connection to something versus happiness is just like a smile on my face. So yeah, I love that. I, I, I love that idea that you shared with us. And I know we could go on and on today. We've already spent a good 40 <laughs> minutes today. This is so much fun. I, you know, I, one of the, the best things that I love about the journey of the entrepreneur podcast is I get the chance to connect with amazing people like you. And, well, to and, learn from. Yeah. and and to and, and I and I love talking with people that are authentic and real and vulnerable because I think that's just what the world needs. Yeah, it really is. And and to be vulnerable, I, I mean I I went through a whole battle with depression that I talked about with my podcast and and that's another um, you know, we talk about gratitude. We we become people that know how to to be grateful for those experiences. Um, oh, I wish I, that was, that's one of my steps in my course that, that we talk about with gratitude. And another is that we have grace within ourselves yeah. and that helps us be a little bit more authentic. We see that we don't have to be perfect. You know, you hear the, you hear the phrase a lot of, um, what is it? Fake it till you make it. Ugh. But 
but no, you can't fake it till you make it. You have to be authentic. You have to be open and really make those connections with people. So yeah. I'd love to love tell you more. I, I just am really passionate about people that um, want to be continual learners, not necessarily just the student, but definitely anybody who wants to become passionate and have that invigoration in their mind. I really have found that anything that's going on here reflects how I feel everywhere else. Does yeah. that make sense? Like if I'm really excited about something and it all comes from like this passionate learning, then that reverberates to how I feel about the rest of my life. Yeah. That makes sense. So awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me. So I want to ask a question first and foremost, sure. where can my audience connect with you? How can they find your podcast? What, tell me how we, I want to drive them to you. So what, what, <laughs> okay. what can I help you with and how can I best serve you? Go to the luminousmind.net. My podcast okay. is called The Luminous Mind and it really is igniting that fire that's in our mind. And um, so luminousmind.net, I'm going to have a, like if you sign up as part of my email you'll get uh, that free PDF that just basically goes through those seven steps of how to really ignite that learning and to invigorate ourselves. And so oh, invigorate yeah. our minds. Spark. So it's illuminated learning, how to spark your learning and invigorate your mind is where um, I'm moving. So. Okay. So I know you're getting into a course, so make sure you jump on those of you that are listening make sure you jump on luminousmind.net and get subscribed to her newsletter because this is super powerful what she's talking about and the impact yeah. that it can have not only on you, as an entrepreneur, as an employee of someone, but he, but also your family. Yeah, the second, changes your whole family. For yeah, sure. so the yeah. second question I have for you, Rebecca, is this. Going back, the beginning of your journey of being an entrepreneur, now that you've experienced it for quite some time, if you were to go back before you began and share with yourself one thing, so like back to the future, right? You're back there sharing yeah. with, with yourself one thing that you wish you would have known that could have helped really bring your, your, your message, your, your, uh, your movement. I, I see this as a movement. So your <laughs> yeah, movement. I'm to light. It's a movement. <laughs> yeah. So to bring your movement to light, what would be that one thing you could share with yourself or with our entrepreneurs that are trying to figure out how to get started and what to do? What would you share with them? Um, one of the things I would have done more, and I think this is step six in my, is that I would have had more grace with myself. Luckily, I just kept going. You know, I kept working at it. But, you know, listening to John Lee Dumas and how he's making seven figures a year and whatever, I just felt like, I mean, we talked about this before, you know, the numbers needed to be there and I needed to be doing this and that. And I just didn't realize, like, I, if I would have just been more patient and understanding, I wouldn't have drove myself crazy for one. And then for another is that I would have enjoyed the whole journey. I would have mm -hmm. seen it as a journey and not like a money-making machine. Does yeah. that make sense? Like it has changed me and that's, I feel like the most important part of what I've done. Well, I think you, we, we talked about this as well at the beginning. You asked me, so what are you doing with this podcast? And I think that's the most beautiful thing about me. Like I don't, really have purpose, but only to serve, to serve people, yeah. to help them learn and grow. And I don't have any agenda tied to it. I really don't. Yeah. Like, I don't well, know where it's going to go, what's going to come of it. But hopefully those of you that have listened to this today, if there's something that you gained, something that you captured, feel free to share it. Because yeah. maybe you know someone that needs this in their life. Maybe you know someone that is thinking about this idea of homeschooling their children or starting a business and how those two intertwine. Or maybe you have those homeschool parents that are trying to figure out how to start a business and they can't really make that, bridge that gap. Or maybe you just know people in their life that need to hear something positive in their world. 
Yeah. So share it, please. And, I'm not begging really, you to share that for any other reason. I, ne- to share I never it. planned on being an entrepreneur, um, but it happened, you know, because of, like you said, we wanted to share and we want to be like that other person. And that's really, I'd start, just start. I didn't realize yeah. I was going to build a community and all that stuff. Just get yeah. going with it and yeah. it will change your life. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it absolutely will. Well, my new friend, you know, the, the yeah. best thing about this, when you get two people on a podcast with the same mindset, seeing eye to eye, yeah. you, build a, you build a quick relationship, right? For sure. And uh, I, I really appreciate the time and energy you've spent with us. It's been an honor and a blessing having you here with us on our podcast, Journey the Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm excited to follow you on your journey. And uh, <laughs> I wanna, I'm, I'm excited to hear how it goes. And maybe we'll have you back on one of our podcasts here in the near future. Awesome. Well, and thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. All right. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Luminous Mind. To learn more about our podcast, go to the show notes at theluminousmind.net. Be sure to become a subscriber to our free email list and help us to continue production of illuminating content by sponsoring us at patreon.com backslash theluminousmind to get exclusive content. Subscribe on YouTube, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Google+, Pinterest, and now Instagram. To help us grow, consider these easy ways. Tell your friends about us, leave us a review, share our content, tell us how we can help you so together we can continue to light minds on fire and change the paradigm of education. 